This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. To the ranks of doctors Derek Shepard and Meredith Gray of Gray's Anatomy, Henry Higgins of My Fair Lady, and Dr. Watson of Sherlock Holmes fame, it may be time to add Dr. Rue. Who? Dr. Rue is perhaps the most unusual of this literary lot being a kangaroo. The character has been created by a real doctor, Rachel Wellner, who's been in practice for more than 20 years and is a breast oncology surgeon. Ms. Wellner is out with the third book in her Dr. Rue series, and she joins us for this Biz News podcast interview to tell why she's made time in her schedule to write this series of books. Well, we have two doctors with us today. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Wellner, who is the uh, human, and uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Rue, or did I pronounce that correctly, who is in the picture behind you, correct? Yes. <laughs> You've got it. Oh, tell us, uh, tell us about your, uh, your uh, cohort in medicine there. Thank you. Well, she's a kangaroo doctor. She grew up, um, she was born in Sydney. Um, She practices in the outskirts of Sydney. Um, So she's she's truly wonderful. Her actual name is Dr. Marsha Rue. She's like Marsha the marsupial. But um, I I chose this actual uh, background because when there is a crisis um, and she has a buddy named Louis Lama who carries the mail and lets her know when there's something going wrong with the children or the animals somewhere in the world, um, she um, Louis gives her the mail, lets her know what's going on. She she stomps her feet three times, which kangaroos do when they're upset or something's not right. And she enlightens her whole being like this. Well, this is the magical part for just the literature. And her pouch sort of becomes uh, a little magical. And uh, for purposes of the illustration, you can see all the things that are inside her pouch that come alive and come out of her pouch. So you can see there's a stethoscope up top and a pen and uh, some pills and a medicinal spoon, Um, you know, all sorts of things that a doctor may carry, or in this case, Dr. Rue does carry within her pouch. Um, So she carries that, um, you know, from place to place so she can treat animals in need. Now the, the, like the, the old school doctor bag, if you remember the black bag. Well, that's what her pouch is supposed to remind us of. <laughs> why, why have you created this character? Uh, I've had her in my mind for many years. Um, the Dr. Rue. Um, <laughs> and um, I've always wanted uh, a story for children. Um, you know, I knew long ago that I wasn't going to be a pediatrician. Um, you know, I'm a breast cancer surgeon. I'm a breast oncologist. Um, but you know, I, you know, I did a couple of medical missions when I was in medical school and beyond, um, one to Nicaragua, one to Dominican, Guatemala, India, and I loved taking care of the children. 
I really did. Um, I, they would, you know, run up to you and climb, climb you like a tree. <laughs> and, and I had a special place in my heart for, for the children and love taking care of them. So, um, you know, that landed with me and the fact that I wasn't, pretty much ever going to be taking care of children because I had, um, selected cancer, um, uh, as my, um, you know, as my, uh, career, um, I wanted to do something that involved children. And this, you know, I felt that this <laughs> was a good way to, um, to connect with children. So, um, hence I created Dr. Rue and, and her, uh, characters or friends um who include terence toad um it's a funny character and louis llama and uh, kirby koala who's her nurse so um you know to, to that's that's the long short answer so that's why i created these characters it's a fun way to deal with yes they're animals but they're supposed to be young animals the animals that they treat now, you you are designing these books to be uh, read to children by their parents or caregivers, correct? Well, not only. Um, this is uh, for about four to eight-year-olds, um, maybe older. Um, I, I, you know, we've tested it with children um, that age, younger too, with their caregivers and parents. Um, but we found that even kids older um, than 10 have been enjoying these books. So, um, you know, I, I'm not one to say, okay, well, if you're 12, this is, you know, this is for babies. Actually, it's not true. Um, I have not shied away from using big words, um, from using uh, complex uh, phenomena. Um, I have wanted to push uh, the kids, whether they have to ask their parents or whether they have to look it up. I say go for it because um, I want to push the children to learn things. This is about true education and um, and and really seeking out things. So, you know, the, the treatment of each book really is, again, uh, Dr. Rue will get uh, an announcement or some sort of um, a word that there's a problem in a town far away. So she goes to the U.S., she goes to Hawaii in this book, she goes far away from her home, which is which is in Australia. And I point out some, or Dr. Rue points out some faraway landmarks. So she has to teach the kids about some faraway place, which is reminiscent of my, my travels, like I said. Um, and she she uh, goes to a volcano in um, in Hawaii and talks about volcanic ash and uh, and the dangers to the children. She's wearing a gas mask up the hill, up the volcano rather. So again, don't we don't shy away, or I don't shy away from those concepts. I want kids to look it up and to learn about it. Um, my point being that this is a truly educational for them. Um, you know, I, I don't want them to just come away, you know, with a, with a sort of a, a silly book. I want them to actually have learned something and and um, and be smarter after they've read one of these books. Did you have any sort of books like this that you read when you were growing up? <laughs> 
I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I had, you know, I had programs like Sesame street that were designed for the intellect and, um, and, uh, you know, to improve synaptic connections. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, raise your, uh, you know, just, uh, raise your intellect and things like that and uh, raise the connections between synapses so that you would form um, uh, your, like I said, your intellect, but I, you know, and of course I think there were educational books uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, there were <laughs> obviously not educational enough. I can't remember them. Um, no, but there were. And uh, however, like a medical book and a health book, um, you know, this is this is definitely leaning towards the STEM, like the science, technology, um, you know, math and engineering and E is the engineering. So it is towards the STEM, but this is designed for all children. So for anyone in the creative arts, we've got the imaginative illustrations. So for anybody in, in the engineering, you know, she flies a plane. Um, so I want this to, you know, encourage anyone in the engineering fields, um, you know, you know, that's there. That's just one example. Um, so, you know, mathematics, you know, that's just a, sort of a part of medicine. And, and, and uh, again, like I said, flying the plane and there's just, you know, math is embedded into the whole thing. Um, and of course, medicine um, is, is, is sort of obvious. So, um, and so is science it's built in. So this is, you know, also intended to, if a child is interested in medicine or any of those fields at a young age, great. This should stimulate, stimulate that child to, um, to, you know, enter into any of those fields or get excited by those fields, or get excited by wanting to help, people or other children or animals, veterinary school, all that stuff. Uh, that's what this should sort of start to inspire. Um, and that's what I, that's what I wanted. So, um, no, I definitely didn't have this combination of, uh, of elements when I was, when I was growing up. It, it seems to uh, parents and grandparents, I guess, uh, that kids are just constantly looking at screens day and screens all night and through the night sometimes <laughs> what do, right, do you well, find we're we'll on a screen too <laughs> that's that's right we are on a screen come to think of it right. uh, but but for adults that's different of course right. uh, but how do you how do you get kids to read more that's a good question. Um, I still think kids are reading plenty uh, in addition to screens. Um, you know, I, I don't have children myself, but I have a niece and a nephew and uh, they're adorable. They're eight and they're 10. And, you know, knowing that I've written these, they, I mean, they go through the roof when they get another one in the, in the mail, they're like, oh, Aunt Rachel, we have talked to her. And again, like I said, they're eight and they're 10 and they're also reading, you know, Harry uh, Potter and, and, uh, big books, you know, through 200, 300 page books, they're reading those two, but they are very excited when they get one of these in the mail and they critique it. They, um, you know, 
<laughs> they go through the whole thing. Um, and you know, the 10 year old, like I said, who's, you know, re- reading 400, 300, 400 page books, um, is every bit as excited to read this book, um, or these books as he is the, the larger books and same with the, with the younger one. Um, you know, they do, they critique the, uh, the, the dress, the look, the, the story plot, whether it's accurate, you know, this kind of thing, they, they just really do. Um, so they get very excited to read these books and they ask why questions and, um, and, and from time memorial, like when they were little and up to now they have reading time by themselves and they also read with their parents. Um, yes, they have a lot of screen time. They log a lot of screen time too, but they also have reading time. So, um, I mean, that's a lot up to the parents. I have to tell you that the parents have to instill that into their children. So, um, I would say that, um, you know, my brother and sister-in-law just enforced that as a rule early on that there was always going to be reading time. And yes, they were allowed screen time and they're allowed more and more as they get older, but uh, they're still reading time and they now read on their own. They know to read on their own. So. And all the better, better for them. They might end up even getting a library card. Heavens to buy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, well, they have in their rooms, they have stacks of books, just like I, I mean, I didn't have growing up, uh, internet. I I mean, I remember when the World Wide web came about. Um, so I had stacks and stacks and stacks of books in my room, you know, how, how, how on earth does a busy surgeon find time to write books? Well, truthfully, I'm actually clinical time off right now. So I'm not just writing books. I am, uh, run, I'm doing a startup, um, uh, a, uh, sorry, a busy, very busy <laughs> startup in biotech, um, where I am taking a look at a, um, sophisticated spectral analysis tool, pairing it with a positioning tool and looking at uh, the rapidity with which we can um, diagnose cancer in real time in a person who's actually sitting in a diagnostic machine like a mammogram or something else and immediately analyzing her tissue, and this is not just for women, prostate's the same, whatever, and analyzing his or her tissue immediately to see if he or she has cancer. So um, I'm working on that as we speak. Um, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's challenging, but um, we've sort of put together the, uh, we're, we're, we're right at proof of concept phase, which um, precedes prototyping, uh, stage. And from there, we'll hopefully go on to big investment stage and then start producing our concepts. Um, so that's what I'm doing now. It's, it's definitely a lot of work. Um, and I've got a couple other things. I have some, um, I do write, so I I've been, I'm in the process of writing some other books and, um, uh, I've got a medical apparel store in the works and some other So these were some dreams I had, uh, I've had for many years and I just decided to give it a go. So it sounds like you have something against sleeping. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, actually, one of the reasons I'm in CTO clinical time office because I really needed some sleep. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Now, and is there I'll, a, I'll go a, back. the books that you are uh, kind of working on in your head, at least, are they children's books or books no, for adults? I have, I have a full, um, full novels. So I have romance books. I have sort of suspense novels um, that I'm, I'm they're they're some of them are done ready for publication. So <laughs> what has been the reaction to the uh, Rue series so far? I think people are really liking them. I mean, um, you know, the podcast circuit's been going well. Um, sales are going well. Um you know, looks like there may be some early interest in a cartoon series. So, um, which I think would be really neat. I mean, I, like, like you said, I'm not, you know, overly interested in the, the, the screen time, but I think that, um, with all the stuff out there and there are a lot of cartoons out there and most of them are not educational that uh, by design, um, it's not a criticism. It's like, they're just not meant to educate. Um, so, uh, they're just meant for entertainment. So, you know, it's actually hard. I've learned from this process because I've talked to some, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, at least through my, uh, agency talked, uh, to some, um, uh, some, some, ed, some film people. Um, and they, they don't necessarily, they don't jump at the educational series or at least pairing education with entertainment. So I have to go through a, a whole different venue to get an educational series on, uh, on this, uh, on the venue of television, um, things like public broadcasting and, um, you know, kind of like where, where you saw Sesame street. Um, but I, I don't, I don't mind at all. I mean, you know, you saw how things like Sesame street got, you know, made waves and, and, um, and really got to every home. So, um, you know, I, I see this like that. I see, I really want to see her get into, into every home and make a big difference for children. I, I want to see children watching her, um, because I, I think that's where she can really have impact, um, and, and really educate. Uh, and, and then more and more people will, will also read the books because, as you know, if you watch something on TV and know that there's a book involved, too, it goes kind of back and forth. You'll read and you'll watch. So, um, you know, so that's kind of what I'm doing. And the fact that there's even early interest after only three books um, is really exciting to me. Um, so that's where that's where that stands. And I'm, I'm really hoping that that happens that would be a real dream come true so give our uh, listeners and viewers a preview of books yet to come in this series okay so um we have um the first one um actually i am in the process of buffing it up so it's 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 currently called dr rue and uh, dr marsha in the case of the uh, missing um, hot dogs and marshmallows, but I'm going to be actually, um, buffing it up to be called Dr. Rue in the case of the bad picnic. Okay. So, um, the second book is Dr. Rue in the case of the, um, of the, uh, hiccuping hippo, uh, 
right? I think that's what it's called, hiccuping hip, uh, hippo. And then this one that we're talking about is Dr. Rue and the case of the Red Hot Hawaiians. Um, so just so everybody knows, like every, every story is about, um, a group of animals or an animal that's suffering from something and, and Dr. Rue and her team has to narrow down what it is that, that animal is suffering from. So I've built this upon the base, the, the diet, the differential diagnosis in medicine where she has to rule out it's not this problem. It's not this problem. It's not this problem. And finally it's this problem. And they're all simple problems in medicine that she's ruling out until she finally figures out what it is. So she can, she and her team can cure the problem. Okay. So coming up, we have, um, we have a coloring book coming up actually. So that should be exciting. And it's called who is Dr. Rue? <laughs> so that's just going to be for coloring for fun. Um, the next one I think is going to be called Dr. Rue in the case of the flossing flounder. And uh, it's about cavities and a, and a, and a mischievous flounder that keeps stealing the cat, the floss. Um, I wondered about where the floss went around this place. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look for the flounders now. And then the next one is Dr. Rue in the case of the sleeping sloth. And the question is why are all the kids not moving around town? Uh, probably I think in, in, uh, in um, Bolivia, that's where sloths, uh, at least one place where sloths are populous. So everything that I'm saying, like has a kernel of truth, like everywhere that every place that I've mentioned, um, you know, is where something is endemic. So like the, the flounder, they live in Nova Scotia and that's where I'm going to have the story take place. Um, they live in warmer climates, but I just went, I, I was just in Hawaii where they're suffering from sunburn and that's, you know, that's the, uh, the issue there. So I wanted to then go to a colder climate and then we'll go to a, you know, where the, where the, um, flounder live flounder also live in warm climates, but I wanted to take an adventure in a colder climate. Um, so basically that's where we're going. And then, you know, I have some treatment plans for some other places, but, um, you know, we're, that's a little getting farther out and, uh, you know, some of the, some of the places I've put down, um, are probably going to change. So, um, yeah, there, no book is completed until it's off the press at any rate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But those are, you know, my next couple. And then I'm sure that the, the, the ones that I have planned after that are going to change. So, well, where can our listeners and viewers get more information? I wonder if Dr. Rue has a has a website. She does. <laughs> so it's at www.drrue.health. So, um, and also on Amazon, um, you can you can buy the three books. Actually, I will say that those first two books are being upgraded. So um, 
you know, I apologize if they're not in there, you know, you might be able to find some of the old versions, but I would wait a few weeks because we are upgrading it to those titles and, and uh, making the illustrations more fabulous right now. So uh, the book three, which is the red hot Hawaiians it's, and it's a big red title. It's it, it'll, it'll grab your attention. Um, so uh, that, that would be the book that I would uh, definitely recommend buying right now. And uh, I would say it's sort of the funniest right now and best illustrated. Uh, so I would recommend um, that book out of the series. And if you give it a few weeks, uh, the other ones uh, will, will, will look the same and um, have some fabulous titles and illustrations as well. And the coloring book, which uh, will be out in no time. So and that's going to be a yellow cover. What would you like to add that we haven't had a chance to to talk about? Uh, don't ever be afraid to laugh at yourself. It's good for the soul. It's good for the body and mind. Um, so, well, that's I, it's true. I actually really believe in that. So you, you don't never, never be afraid not to be perfect. Um, so, no, I mean, I think you've been a wonderful, wonderful host and um you know, you help me share my ideas and dreams. And, uh, you know, actually, I think dreaming is a very important part of learning and growing um, and and allowing your brain to grow. So I encourage that in every child, person, adults. Um, and uh, you, you mentioned grandpa, grandma. So I, I, I include them. Everybody should keep dreaming and, and uh, you know, look, I'm 46 and this is when I'm coming out with this series. <laughs> so. <laughs> You've been watching the Biz News Podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching.